welcome to Authentically You podcast, the podcast that dives deep into a transformative journey of self-discovery, self-acceptance, and self-expression. I'm your host, Kirsty Hankin, and I'm here to guide you on a path towards embracing your true, unapologetic, authentic self. In this podcast, we'll embark on a quest to uncover the secrets to breaking free from societal expectations, shredding the masks we wear, and stepping into our own power. Each episode will explore the questions and challenges that our listeners face on their personal journeys, providing practical insights and heartfelt advice. But it doesn't stop there. Authentically You podcast goes beyond just answering your questions. We're here to introduce you to a diverse lineup of incredibly knowledgeable professionals who will share their expertise, wisdom, and experiences. We'll bring you thought-provoking interviews that will inspire and empower you. This is Authentically You podcast, unleashing life on your own terms. I'm Kirsty Hankin, and together, let's unlock the power within and live life authentically. Remember, you are not alone on this journey. We're in this together. Welcome to Authentically You. Thank you so much for being here today. And today on the show, we have Nicole Starbuck, who is a psychic empath quantum energy healer, spiritual mentor, and life coach, empowering people to ignite their intuition and supercharge their psychic skills so that they can make their dreams a reality. Welcome to the show, Nicole. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Such an honor and a privilege to be here. Can't wait to dive into some of these topics today. Yes, let's go. So tell us about your Authentically You journey. Have you always been sort of in tune with your gifts or has it been part of your journey? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, a little bit of both. Uh, I do feel that that I was born with these gifts and abilities, but it wasn't until I was nine years old that I really discovered them. I remember very clearly I was coming out of school to get picked up and out of nowhere, I had this random thought, a bird's going to poop on me right now. Oh. And I, I kid you not, it did like two seconds later, it landed right here on my arm. And I just remember looking down thinking, oh my gosh, this is so disgusting. And oh my gosh, I can't believe I just predicted this. Oh my gosh, what do I do? And I went to the bathroom and washed it off and just sort of kept it to myself because I grew up in an environment where these types of things weren't really talked about or allowed. I grew up in a conservative religious household where things like psychic intuition were construed as evil, demonic, satanic, witchcraft. If you did those things, you're Mm going to go to hell. And so like, oh, I don't want that for myself. So I really just hid my gifts for many, many years. I would have these predictive dreams and have visions and premonitions and they would actually come true. So ever since nine years old, just all these visions. And I just ended up having a lot of anxiety because I felt like I couldn't control what was happening to me and I couldn't control the outcomes that I was seeing. Mm -hmm. So I also had a lot of depression that came through from nine years old onwards because I wasn't living in alignment with my authentic truth I wasn't really stepping into my power as a psychic as an empath as an intuitive 
And so this all created a lot of disease or dis-ease in my body because I just was not in harmony with my mind, body, or soul. And this really came to a head in my early 20s. I kept trying to fit my soul in a box and fit somebody else's Mm -hmm. definition of success and Mm -hmm. go to school, get good grades, get a good job, and everything's going to be fine, right? And it was not fine. It was not fine. I ended up in the ER with a panic attack and they were really pushing for your face right now. You're like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Um, They were really pushing for psychiatric medication to treat the anxiety and the depression. And I know that works for some people, but I just really felt in my soul, there had to be another way. I just felt like, oh, this just is not it for me. So Mm -hmm. I really pursued my personal growth and development, reading books and podcasts, reading coaching and mentorship. And that served me well for many, many years. But I realized there was still uh, something missing. There was a component missing and it was the soul. It was the spirit. I still wasn't fully embracing my gifts and abilities. And so I started dabbling in some different metaphysical practices and esoteric practices. And I was really drawn to anything with the word soul. I joined a Facebook group called Visionary Soul. They were hosting a retreat called Soul and Fire in Sedona, which I don't know if you've ever been to Sedona. It's amazing. Oh my it's incredible. Yes. So I go to this retreat. Actually, it was hosted by, co-hosted with uh, Sarah, who you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I get to this retreat and she's working on one of the other girls and she's doing light language. And if anyone's not familiar with light language, it's angelic language channeled from the heavens and nobody really knows what it means or what it does, but we trust that it's doing whatever it needs to do in the person's field. So she's doing this on one of the other girls. And I'm like, Oh, do me, do me, do me. And <laughs> so she goes to do it on me. And I don't know where she just says, Oh, you're psychic. Like just so matter of fact, yeah. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, how did you know? No one's supposed to know that. That's why it's our secret. Like, ah, like coming out of the room closet. And she helped me through light language and, and just, you know, peeling back the layers, uncover all of the resistance that I had towards my psychic intuition, mm-hmm. towards my healing gifts and abilities, towards even my magic and manifestation. And that was really what I attribute as my second spiritual waking. So first one in the ER, second one at the retreat in Sedona. And ever since And I just went all in in my psychic studies and getting trained and certified in different healing modalities. I started offering professional psychic readings and quantum energy healing sessions. And that actually, that process replaced my day job income. So, you know, I've had that day job working as the virtual (laughs) assistant online business manager. So I stepped away from that. And as I was doing these readings and these healing sessions, I realized that a lot of the people that were coming to me were also highly sensitive, highly empathic, very intuitive, very psychic, just hadn't realized it yet. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so they were coming to me for confirmation, for readings, for answers. They already had the, that they already knew. And then also coming to me for healing sessions for being highly sensitive, highly empathic, very clairsentient. So feeling things in their body and they was just getting launched in their system because they didn't know how to filter things out. So I thought, gosh, there is a huge need, huge desire yeah. for developing psychic skills. So that was the inspiration and catalyst for what I do now, which is the founder of the Oracle Academy, which houses the psychic school. So long story to share. Yes, it has always been there, but it has been many, 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 many years yeah. in the making. And so now that is my driving force. That is my soul's mission, my purpose to normalize psychic intuition and to awaken and amplify and activate people's own intuitive skills. Do you feel like that is 
where you where you are now is where you you were and you're helping your sort of self in a way does that make sense like you're helping the same people that were you <laughs> yes yes yeah. so I tend to attract a lot of anxious depressed chronic <laughs> illness burnt out people because they just haven't been shown how to do that and so there's some interesting schools of thought. I get some pushback sometimes in my free online community of like, why would you, why would you be a coach and charge for programs and courses when all of this information is available online for free? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, yes, it is. But also it took me however many years to piece this all together. And I put it together in a way that's synthesized and streamlined for you. And if you'd like that solution, here you go. If it doesn't resonate, you don't want it. You want to figure it all yourself. Be my guest. Yeah. Exactly. There's so many of us that have been through it. We've done the work. We we've done it the long way, essentially. <laughs> and we're making it, trying to make it easier for people to get to the end result quicker. With our knowledge and experience and our, our gifts. It's incredible. When you were, I have a question about when you were nine years old and when that bird popped in your arm. I am amazed that you at nine year old nine years old realized that you were psychic and not actually focused on the poo itself so much because I was thinking a lot of people would be like mortified that they've got poo on them and and really concentrating on that but you actually thought oh how did I know that was going to happen like you registered it and I'm sure there's lots of people and lots of children out there that do do that but focus on the poo rather than the both. I'm sure you focus on the poo as well. Um, But going back to how did I know that? How did I know that? And that societal expectations and your parents and things like that, like you said, it's squashing it down and it's not accepted. So you forget about those beautiful gifts and signs that happen to you. Um, I don't really know what the question is, but it just is just something that really popped out to me that you actually focused on not just the poo, but actually how did I know that was going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's such a clear, distinct memory in my brain. And I can think of several other instances, even at nine, 10 years old, where one example is I had a, a dream one night that my friend was going to walk into the janitor's closet and the broom was going to fall over on her. And the next day, she's like, oh, I'm going to sneak into the janitor's closet. I said, I really don't think you do that. She's like, oh, you're just scared because we're not supposed to be in there. And I was like, no, I really don't think you should go in there. And so she runs in there. And sure enough, the broom falls over right on her and mop, bucket, room, all the things. And I was like, oh, no, that's exactly what I saw. You did it anyway. Oh, no. And so with your psychic powers, is it... um? you visualize what's going to happen is there any sort of other things attached to psychic psychic abilities oh I love this question this is one of the (laughs) things we teach in psychic school so we actually um, show you how to identify your unique psychic blueprint because one of the many misconceptions in in the realm of psychic work one most people believe that all psychics talk to the dead not all psychics talk to the dead that's a medium so a medium will talk to disembodied spirits or ghosts psychic is really just an umbrella term for anyone that experiences energy and energy is all around us it's all through us it's moving through us in us so everyone is psychic to a degree it's just that 
over time and through social conditioning, we lose our connection with that. Mm-hmm. And so psychic abilities can come through through any of the senses. So they're tied to the five senses, plus we also have knowledge. So we have clear um, cognizance, which is clear knowing, clairvoyance, which is clear seeing, clear audience, which is clear hearing, clear sentience, which is clear feeling. And then we also have uh, less commonly, but also interestingly, the clear olfactance, which is clear smelling, and the clear gustance, which is clear tasting. So I have all of these. I choose not to develop my clair olfactants and clairgustants because I just find them kind of annoying. Like typically spirit will like have me smell phantom smells, I used to call them, but it'd be yeah. like things like garbage and like sewage. And I'm like, why do I want to smell that? I really don't. So please do not give me that unless it's absolutely necessary. Or like yeah. in my mouth, I would taste like burnt food or metallic or blood. I'm like this is gross. I don't need this right now. And so... I typically receive messages through clairvoyance. So in my third eye, it will it will come up like a text message alert or if anyone like Snapchats you, it's kind of like, boop, like right there in my head. I'm like, oh, okay, here's like a text message or a picture or a video, like a reel right here in my forehead. I can see it in my mind's eye. Or I'll hear something like a message as if someone's talking to me. Mm-hmm. I'll just kind of hear it on, on one, usually one or the other shoulder. And then I will sometimes get just a clear feeling, like a gut sense of knowing yeah. in somewhere in my body, or I will pick up on someone's energy or someone's, um, one of the other things that I can do is medical mediumship. So I can feel someone else's illness essentially in my own body. And so I've learned how to process and filter that out, but that's my unique blueprint. Those are some of the ways that, that spirit talks to me, but everyone is different. So I get clients that can't visualize like they'll be like oh guided meditation I can't see what you're talking about okay great let's get into some embodiment let's bring it back to the body because they can feel but they can't see wow so do you think that we we have all of those but we choose the ones that we need or 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 we put away the ones that we don't want do we have access to all of them or does everyone have different accesses to different ones yeah I think that we each have the capability to have all of them and develop all of them but we tend to gravitate towards certain ones based on kind of like an aptitude so I I have an artist background so I tend to be more visual anyway that's just how I relate and how I resonate like I like to visualize and draw and see it in some sort of tangible form so that's how I hear best but I also enjoy music and I enjoy listening to things. I'm an audiobook girl. I you will not catch me reading a physical hard copy <laughs> book anymore. I'm just that kind of girl. And so I get a lot of that too. But also the emotive piece of it is bringing back awareness to the body. So I think that's why I gravitate towards those. And I just don't want the Claire olfactions yeah. and the, the Claire Gustins because I find it kind of annoying but then I, I get clients that are like oh I can smell roses and cut grass I'm like oh that sounds kind of nice actually yeah. <laughs> those <laughs> smells are nice <laughs> that smells lovely but I also think back to prior to my second spiritual awakening but after my first one I started getting just some weird sensations like I would like the radio would be off in my car but I would hear static Mm. Or I would hear like a ringing in my ears and it would get kind of annoying. And I would ask the doctor about it. And they're like, we don't, there's, there's nothing wrong with your ears. So I don't know. And then I would see flashes of light or orbs of color or like lines and squiggles. 
And I thought there was, it was, it was so pervasive. I thought there was something wrong with my eyes. I actually went to the eye doctor several times and he's like, there's nothing wrong with your eyes. He's like, you're blind as a bat, but there's actually nothing wrong (laughs) with your eyes. (laughs) And so I'm like, oh man, what is this? And so it gets kind of frustrating when you don't make the connection between, oh, this is my intuition talking Mm -hmm. to me. And this is my spirit guides talking to me. You start to think, oh my, what's wrong with me? Cause you go to the doctors and they're like, it's all in your head. I'm like, does that mean I'm crazy? Like what's wrong with me? (laughs) But it actually means that you have the power. It's just that it can't be explained by traditional Western medicine. And I've had a couple of um, people in my life that have been, well, one in particular that is very, very intuitive, psychic, has lots of noise going on, doesn't understand or doesn't know how to handle it and isn't doing very good. Yeah. What, there is ways that you can control what's happening put boundaries up what how do you how do you go about putting boundaries up like you said that you have um, said no to the smelling and the tasting how do you go about doing that Mm, okay I love this question because I I truly believe that our anxiety is actually our intuition trying to talk to us it's Mm -hmm. just that we've allowed all this other external noise to influence and impact us so we get stuck in this rut of second guessing, overthinking, which leads to overwhelm and stress and depression and burnout, right? And so the way I look at it is we are channels. We are like a radio. We have our little antenna up at the top of our head and we are connecting into source. And so if we are tuning into the frequency of the universe, we're tuning into our intuition, which is very closely connected to our higher self, which is inextricably linked to our soul's mission and our life purpose. It's just like, this is it. This is the radio. However, we often plug in to other radio signals. Mm-hmm. So we have other radios plugging into us at the same time. So we have our parents and what they believe and our ex-lovers and our past. And we have our spouse and our partner and our kids and the the TV and the news and the media and the social media. And then we have like the school system and religion and politics and our culture and ethnicity and all this other noise plugging in at the same time. Mm-hmm. So if you were to imagine to go and turn on YouTube on your computer and turn on music on your phone and go turn on your TV and your car at the same time and I have a radio and built into my house you start turning in all this stuff at the same time it's gonna be really really hard to hear anything it's gonna be really cluttered it's gonna like drive me nuts and so if we have all this other noise if we're really like thinking about what all these other entities think about us or think about anything really how well do you think you're gonna hear from yourself Mm. or hear from source Mm. and so that would be the first thing is what's what's your soul's mission what's your life purpose what are your core values what are the things that you believe in that never change no matter what and are you actually adding value to those areas of your life and if these other energies and entities are not serving you if these are not a vibrational match or in alignment with that with your soul's mission your life purpose or your core values then it's time to disconnect and unplug. And I'm not saying like, go get a divorce and disown your parents and leave your kids. But <laughs> I am saying, let's energetically detach from that. For example, I do not own a TV. I do not have cable. I do not read or watch the news. I'm very mindful and sensitive to how much time I spend on social media. If I'm on social media, it's answering messages for my business. It's not doom scrolling, right? And I am very careful with, 
who I spend my time with and how much time I spend with them. And I'm mindful of the things that I read and that I listen to and put into my life. Why? Because I am a sensitive person and because I know that there are certain energies and entities that are not adding value to my soul's mission, life purpose, or core values. And you're like, gosh, Nicole, it's easier said than done. Like, how do you put up a, a barrier <laughs> if like your mother-in-law is coming over and you can't stand her? Not the case with me. I just want to say if any family is watching. <laughs> love you mother-in-law thank you for watching the kids yes and so I teach something called an energetic force field because sometimes we can have those conversations with people and say look I love you I appreciate you I'm there for you but whatever is going on here is not a match for me right now I need some space sometimes we can have those conversations and other times you just for whatever reason you can't and so I like to ground my energies into the deep earth to really draw upon Mother Earth for guidance, encouragement, safety, security, because then we're not like using our own energy for for creating barriers, right? Because sometimes we need extra support. And then, so that's kind of the tree imagery is rooting into the, the deep earth and then imagining these branches going out into the sky and connecting in with God, source, universe, whatever you call that higher power. So now we're creating this link, this infinite loop between the ground below and the sky above. So we're completely surrounded, protected. And this starts to create energy flow within our system. So there's kind of this swirl vortex happening here in the heart. And I liken it to there's sort of this inner flame or this light or this power within us. And if we could take that light and start to radiate that out from our physical body outside of our body into our auric field and then beyond, it starts to create this sort of bubble or energetic force field around it. Mm -hmm. And the thing with light is that the darkness doesn't like it. So anyone or anything that is not a vibrational match for this light isn't going to want to be anywhere near you. <laughs> and so it's that. not so much, it's not so much that you have to put walls or barriers or protection around you. Like, oh, let me just like be a hermit and a recluse and not talk to anyone ever again and avoid everyone at all costs. It's not so much that as it is. I'm just so filled with love and so filled with light that I know that I'm only going to attract what's for my greatest good and my highest potential. That is explained so well, Nicole. It is just brilliant. I love the bubble and it's so, so important because we can actually walk and talk and go about our day in that bubble. Once we set it up right, you can you can have that all day. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And it's and it's not that like, you know, you can draw the circle around you kind of how I did with my arms. And you can do that, but it's much, you know, it's mainly the intention that you're setting. And you can repeat this as often as you feel called to do. So when I get up in the morning, I put up my bubble before I got on a call, put up on my bubble. And, and just to be real, anytime I'm getting in the car with my husband, that like put double, <laughs> triple, triple the bubble here. And even when I, my office faces the cul-de-sac, so when I see him leave, I'm like, okay, let me go put up a little bubble for him too, even though I'm not in the car. Like, God bless his heart. Yeah, it's a beautiful practice. One of my favorites. <laughs> that is a great practice. And how do you, when when spirit or when you're, for example, like the tasting and the smelling, it's something that you don't particularly want. Is that still a bubble or is that something different that we're detaching from? 
Oh yeah. So that was just a conversation with my guides. When I realized what it was and it kept happening, I was like, Hey, are there other ways that I could be receiving messages? They're like, yeah. I was like, okay, so could we maybe limit that type of uh, interaction unless it's absolutely necessary? They're like, Oh yeah, sure. I'm like, okay, great. Thank you. (laughs) You could just have an open conversation and anyone that's not familiar. um, So we talked a little bit about the different types of messages that can come through. Mm -hmm. You can also receive messages from different types of guides. So angels, ancestors, power animals, ascended masters. You can, in fact, talk to ghosts if that resonates with you. Not necessarily my calling, but I've had, you know, ghosts and things connect with me when needed. And I think what sometimes puts people off or scares people from tapping into their intuitive gifts and their psychic abilities is that they're afraid that they're going to open up some sort of portal into dark or evil energy. And that's not the case. If you are setting the intention for only good and only positive, if you are in alignment with your intuition, with your soul's mission, your life purpose, with your higher self, with light, with love, with God's source universe, you're only ever going to call in what's for your greatest good and highest potential. You're not going to attract evil, demonic, satanic energy because why? It doesn't like the light. Mm, I love that too. If you are not in full alignment, if you're not, if you're on maybe the start of the journey, you can see you're still setting the intention that you're on this journey, right? So that you're still not going to get those negative vibrations, those negative spirits or anything like that. Is that right? Yeah. 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 So setting in the intention is just saying I'm on this journey or starting a journey and you're already in alignment with your purpose, your your journey, your what else did you say it was? Your purpose, your life's soul, soul's mission, life purpose. Soul's mission. Yeah. Soul's mission. Yes. Um so as soon as you start that, you're already creating that um beautiful path that you're going towards that journey so all of those negativity things will be falling away it's only if you start thinking or being in the more negative that's when they sort of come back I love the journey that I've been on to the last four years I know from a very young age that I've sort of been spiritual my mum was very spiritual she tried to teach me stuff my dad um as, as well as he went along with it, my, he always called it, oh, mum's doing her hocus pocus and we all have a laugh and stuff. But I think deep down that actually was like me being daddy's little girl was like, oh, dad doesn't really want, doesn't really appreciate it, doesn't really want to do it. So I sort of pushed it aside. It wasn't just him. There was other things, social uh, social expectations and other family members, you know. But as soon as I stepped into this, wanting to know more my journey started with um a death that I had no control over obviously but had seven years of just feeling miserable feeling down grieving not really knowing where I was going in life drinking all the not great stuff my friends were getting married having babies I was like well that's not me I can't find anyone woe is me And as soon as I sort of came out of that, I was like, there must be more. And as soon as I sort of said, there must be more, that's when things started happening. I started, okay, let's have a look at um, meditation and uh, gratitude and things like that. And I I think the secret was probably the first thing that I grabbed 
because that's the only thing that I sort of knew from being a universal um, resource. And I tapped into that and it was an incredible start. And the journey has just been ongoing, learning more, creating more, um, learning different gifts that I'm getting on my soul purpose. And when I've been aligned, holy moly, it is just so easy. Every time that I, something that I think is meant to be my path and it doesn't work, I'm like, ah, okay, back to listening properly. Not what I think should happen, but what actually should be happening. How do you know when you are, how do you know when you're not fully aligned? Ooh, okay. Yes. And I also want to touch on, if time allows, I want to touch on how do you know what your soul's mission and life purpose is? So remind me to come back to that because yeah. I won't forget. Okay. <laughs> so how do you know when you are in alignment? So usually if I am in alignment, I will feel it as truth in my body. And I'll explain how we feel truth and how we feel more the head or the ego space or the little Nicole or the human. So how I feel truth in my body is typically through my gut, but not everyone feels it in their gut. So if I were to ask you a question or make a statement, the sky is blue. I feel that in my gut, but just notice when I said that, what came through for you. So sometimes people feel that as a fluttering in their chest or a tingling sensation in their hands, legs, or face, or like a swaying side to side or a nodding of the head. And then if I were to say the sky is green, like immediately my head wants to shake yeah. No, no, no. Like, no, it's not. What are you talking about? And so we'll just repeat this. So we know what our energetic signature is. If I were to say the grass is green immediately, my, my tummy clenches up. Yes, the grass is green. But if I were to say, oh, the grass is purple immediately, my head wants to shake. No, no, no. And again, it, your response may be different. That's just how I interpret it. So typically if I am asking from a, if I am asking and creating from a soul aligned space in, in tune, in unison with my higher self, my soul's mission, my life purpose, it'll feel sort of like I'm moving forward. It'll feel like a tightening in my gut with like a propelling forward from my chest, like acting in flow, acting in faith. Sometimes there's a little bit of fear because like my little human mind is like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? But it's <laughs> typically that that propelling forward. Now, if I am acting out of ego, if I'm acting from a headspace, if I'm acting from that fear-based mentality of lack, scarcity, all of that, it will be this sort of anxiousness, like a very like vibrating, pounding mm -hmm. in the chest or in the head. It's like, let me do, 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 because if I don't do, I'm not going to receive. Totally different energy, right? And I also, I also share something when we are manifesting or we are creating or we are going about our daily life or spiritual practice, so often we are clenching tightly to control. It's kind of this, this yeah. closed mentality, like, oh, I just want all the answers and I want to know what, and I want to know when, and I want to know how, and I have to have it this way and uh, like, you know, whining and controlling, right? But yeah. if we actually shake that off and let go and have hands open, arms open, now we are actually open to receiving. Because if I came to you, if I'm the universe and I came to you and I said, here is everything you ever wanted and more. <laughs> and you're all like fist clenched, like, Grr, like, that's not exactly the way I wanted it. Like, how, like, you're not going to be able to receive this beautiful gift. So yeah. that's how I know is if I'm having that clench, like even just now clenching is like, on my body so shake that out but even 
if I'm acting out of that space, that head space and not that heart space, it feels like that. And the other image that comes through is this. So often in our world, we swim upstream. We fight against the current. Like, let me do and do and push and force and achieve and do more and keep going and force and then keep going and push and keep going. Right. (laughs) And it's, it's like, it's exhausting. Just talking about it was exhausting. But if we let go, if we let go and release control and just go with the flow and allow the river of life to take take us wherever it wants to take us, that is like so much easier, right? So much easier. You don't necessarily have to know where it's going. Like there may be twists and turns and waterfalls, and sometimes it goes fast and sometimes it goes slow. But the important thing to remember is that we are divinely supported by the river of life, and we're gonna get to wherever we need to get at exactly the right moment and exactly the right time. How do you how do you teach or not not teach? How what sort of advice would you give to someone that is trying to you know let go and let be, but still wants to clench? <laughs> you know they're 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 learning to let go. What would be some advice that you would you have for helping someone actually let go? Yeah. I mean, that's just a huge lesson for myself because I'm a type A type of personality that wants <laughs> to have all the control, right? So I teach from experience, yeah. like, hey, recovering perfectionist. I actually got <laughs> called out on this by one of my mentors. They said, actually, you're pursuing excellence because if we keep referring to yourself as recovering perfectionist, we're never going to shift out of that. But one of the ways that I that I initiated that shift was intentionally creating mess and imperfection. Mm-hmm. So something that I would do pretty consistently would rearrange the dishwasher because I, I don't know if you're familiar with the different types of personalities, but I'm a melancholy choleric. So what that means is um, we have to do things the right way and the right way is my way. Yeah. And so the dishwasher, has to, the, <laughs> the dishwasher has to be loaded my way so let me rearrange all the dishes that you've already put in there because it has to be the right way and so a beautiful practice I mean this is like daily life is your spiritual practice and your spiritual practice is your daily life yeah I intentionally left it alone and it bothered me and it still bothers me that people load the dishwasher incorrectly (laughs) but you know what it's okay let it be they helped you be open to receiving let it be yeah right It is, it is something that I am learning at the moment to really let go. Like I have let go so much and so much is coming into my life, but there's still this, this, I need to know how, why is this happening? How's it going to come? What, when is it going to come? Just, just relax. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Stop, and here's, here's the thing. So understanding those questions are coming from the mind space and it's okay to ask questions and it's okay to get frustrated. It's okay to be angry with God's source, universe, the divine. Like, I think we get it into our heads that if we ask questions that somehow makes us less spiritual, that just makes us human. Mm-hmm. And so like yes. the questioning piece is not so much the problem is, are you actually following through? Yeah. So I'll get these weird, funky, intuitive hits that like make absolutely zero sense logically, but I do it anyway. And then it's like, oh, wow, that's really beautiful. For example, I was hosting a retreat a few months ago and I hadn't sold any tickets. I'm like, oh, how is this going to happen? And Spirit said, oh, post in this Facebook group. I was like, why would I do that? I've never posted anything in there before. Like, <laughs> why? Would, that makes no sense. They're like, just do it. I'm like, fine. Okay, you win because they're always right. So might as well do it. <laughs> and so I posted in this Facebook group and I kid you not, all the spots filled out. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was like, oh, 
okay, like, oh, it gets to be easy. Like, look at that. I was overcomplicating it by thinking that I had to write a whole bunch of emails and social media posts. That was not the case. Like, just one post. There you go. Like, <laughs> human mind getting in the way yet again. Something else that can help with the letting go of control is just a simple energetic practice. So just like I was teaching about the the different cords and connections that we have all around us, we can do the same with whatever it is that we're stressing out about, overwhelmed about. Often, again, that's coming from that place of, of mistrust or this lack mentality. But whatever it is that you're anxious about, you can actually take that cord, like notice where you feel that in your body. So like I'm thinking about like, oh, like what's going to happen to my business in the next three months? And I feel this sort of like tug here at my heart. So if I could take that cord here and then take the other connection, just like you would do an energetic cord cutting for say an ex-lover or something like that, you cut or pull off both ends of that cord. And now you have this cord here in your hands. And I love to use the elements. So alchemizing and transmuting energy using air, earth, water, or fire. I typically do fire because I just, I just love it. But if you were to visualize taking that cord or connection and, you know, throwing it up to the air or burying it in the earth or washing away with water or burning it in the fire, you then get to say what happens next. So like, here's this thing that I was stressing out about and clinging tightly to control universe. Here you go, do whatever you want with it, because I trust that this or something better is going to happen. Wow. Energetically shifting that. I haven't heard that one before. And that sounds incredible. I love that. And I'm going to steal it and I'm going to use it. (laughs) Please do. Yes. That's why I'm here. Let's normalize psychic intuition and spread the quantum energy healing around. (laughs) Now you wanted to talk about the soul mission. Oh, yes. See, I told you, I told you, mom brain, I told you I forgot. <laughs> so um, the soul's mission and life purpose, you're like, oh, how do I know what my soul's mission and life purpose is? Most commonly it goes back to something in childhood. If you could think back to what brought you joy, what brought you bliss and pleasure before somebody told you that, hey, you shouldn't do that. Like good girls don't do that. Or that's not realistic. That's not practical. You need to go get a real job. Like you have responsibilities. Like you're on the kid. Like what do I have responsibilities for? So just go back, chase that back to some time before. Like I think back to when I was a kid growing up, I loved to draw, loved to make art. And I went to school for art. I don't actually practice art so much now, but I am very creative in what I do in creating courses and programs and connecting with people. I'm a creative solution seeker. Um, and I also, I just, this is just came through. I also loved to make little like herbs and potions and like mix mm. things together, like little apothecary <laughs> creations. I just, I just had that memory come back now as I'm talking through this. And so it makes sense. Like, oh, I'm the artist and I'm the healer and I'm the psychic. <laughs> and, and that's one of the things I'll mention when I share my free gift is the different archetypes that can come through in, in this, in this intuitive practice. And yeah, I would say, go back to what brought you bliss, what brought you joy when you were a child, and then how can you bring more of that now? So how is spirit calling you to bring that now? And then take a look at what lights your soul on fire. Mm -hmm. What does your soul most long for? So we'll just like, let the brain take a backseat for a minute. And just what does your soul actually want here on this earth? And then what would you do if you weren't afraid? So if you could take time and money and energy out of the equation and actually let your soul take the lead, mm-hmm. what would you actually be doing right now? And like, oh, but I have to have a real job. No, you know, <laughs> like, I have not had a real job since 2015. Like you do not need a real job. No. So yeah, that, that would be my advice for that. Wow. That is incredible as well. How 
I know a lot of people would feel absolutely scared. I'm not going to say the word, but scared of what the soul will actually tell them. And they're like, well, that's when they, oh, how? How would how would that even work? Why would that? That doesn't even make sense. There's no way in this world that, that I could do that. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Right, Nicole? Yes, exactly. It doesn't have to make sense. If you take nothing else from this conversation, take this. It doesn't have to make sense to be true. I cannot, I cannot tell you how many times spirit has told me something that made absolutely zero sense, but I followed through and it led to really, really beautiful destinations. Yeah. Someone knows. Spirit knows. The universe knows what we're here for. We just need to tune in and head in that direction, right? Exactly. Okay, so you have how if someone has resonated with you and really wants to work with you, how can they get? How can what what can you do with them? Ooh, yes. So I was telling you before we hopped on the recording, but when I started this journey as a coach, I actually started out as a life coach and then became a a holistic self care coach, and that transitioned into psychic coach. So then here we are. Um, but I, I was really only doing one-on-one just like me and my private clients. Right. And I felt called, I sat down with my spirit guides at the beginning of this year. It was like January 1st and said, Hey, how would you like for me to show up and be of service this year? And there were a few different things that came through. One was a monthly membership for manifesting with the moon, because I've had some really beautiful things come into my life by seeking up with the lunar cycle. So that's one offer that I have if that resonates with people. And then another is psychic school, which I think I mentioned before. It's actually showing people how to develop their intuition and use their spiritual gifts and abilities, not only for doing readings and healing sessions for themselves, but for other people. And then the other is the spiritual business mastermind, which we are actually putting together right now. So that is for the emerging empath who's ready to take their spiritual skills and abilities and bring them into tangible form in the world in some sort of business vehicle. And I wanted to just say like, I am so out of the vein of traditional marketing. So we're only doing intuitive marketing, intuitive sales in this, <laughs> in this mastermind, just, just being real here. And then the <laughs> other offer that I have is a free Facebook group for like-minded kindred spirits called the conscious collective. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I'll put everything that you have just said, how to get in touch with you, your office, your website and the show notes. Um, for anyone that wants to get in contact with you or work with you. Brilliant. And I know and I understand you have a free offer for the listeners. Tell us about that. I do. Yes. So I touched on it earlier. The free offer that I have is a quick two-minute quiz. It's like seven questions long, but it'll help you identify your spiritual superpower or your intuitive type. So over the course of my interactions with various clients from around the world, I've identified five primary ways that we connect with spirits so we can be the artist the healer the psychic the priestess or the witch and when you take the quiz you'll find out your primary archetype it's not that you're only that we all have some of those but your primary one and then some different ways that you can deepen that connection to source and that also includes an invitation to the free facebook group that resonates with you so you can find that on my website online at oracleacademy.com quiz oracle is a little play on words it is a-u-r-a-c-l-e oracleacademy.com slash quiz awesome and we'll put that in the show notes as well that's amazing well i i'm gonna do that i'm gonna find out what mine is 
Um, so the last thing that I wanted to is a uh, fun little questions for you, Nicole. <laughs> the first one. If authenticity were a colour, what colour would it be and why for you? Okay. For me personally, it was purple was the first one that came through when you said that. And then um, for the collective, I really felt the rainbow of like you get to choose whatever colour you want. Yeah, love. Oh, and you said and wise. So the purple for me is very much the color of my intuition. It was my favorite color growing up. I've had some different favorite colors. I insist my favorite color is black. My husband's like, that's not a color. That's the absence of color, but whatever. <laughs> um, but purple still very much resonates to you, with me. Even my phone right now is purple and I have purple all throughout my office. Yeah. Oh, gosh. And if you could be an animal to express your true self which animal would you choose and how does it represent you oh yes um I would choose the hummingbird that's my spirit animal and it's actually because they have to eat every hour or they'll die <laughs> <laughs> so I have the joke I don't know if you've read or, or watched the the hobbit so first breakfast second breakfast 11 teas <laughs> luncheon afternoon tea dinner supper and I added uh midnight snack but there you go that's pretty much <laughs> my eating schedule that is good <laughs> if you had a magic wand and everyone in the world had to follow one ruling you created what would it be oh yes everyone would follow their heart because they already know the answers the answers are inside of them it's just a matter of whether or not they're listening and if they're taking that aligned action yeah oh I love that nice um and one last thing is there any last words any downloads coming through anything that you want to share with the group last words oh man there were so many good nuggets that came through <laughs> oh, just feel the fear and do it anyway mm -hmm. yeah just feel the fear and do it anyway. It's like being on a roller coaster ride. Like you trust that you're going to get to the end in one piece. So it's the same in life. And as you said, the um, roller coaster, for those that have been on one, I'm sure everyone has, once you get to the end, the adrenaline, the, the, the excitement, the freedom you feel after finishing that fear is what you get when you get to the other side of fear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Nicole, for being here. I really appreciate it. You're an absolute legend. You have given us so many nuggets, so many beautiful things to think about. I know everyone should probably go back and listen to it again. Um, and I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> right. See you everyone next time. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of authentically you podcast we hope you enjoyed the conversation and gained some valuable insights if you'd like to stay connected with us don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform and follow us on social media you can find me on instagram and tiktok at kirsty impact coach or become authentically you on the facebook group We'd love to hear your thoughts, feedback, and ideas for future episodes. Feel free to drop us a message or leave a review. Your input means the world to us as we continue to grow and improve. Remember, living authentically is a journey. 
and we're so glad and grateful to have you with us on this path of self-discovery and personal growth. Until next time, always remember to be true to yourself, embrace your uniqueness, and live life unapologetically, because you are truly remarkable just the way you are. This is Kirsty, signing off on the Authentically You podcast. Take care and keep shining bright.